Good Morning Mayberry is brought to you by Amass Studio, LLC. This episode was recorded on Friday, February 1st, 2023, with Lappy. The internet is a weapon. It's been weaponized through the government, uh, around the world, by industries, by individuals. It can be weaponized by fan bases, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and... Phew, Mayberry. I am beat, but here we are. With Lappy again. Before I prime you for this episode, I want to say that I am so grateful for the influx of support and listeners. Welcome and thank you for your consideration. Now, Lappy returns to discuss concerns about Alexa Nicholas hijacking the Eat Predators group from the seasoned survivor advocates, organizers, and other supporters to manipulate the Free Britney movement alongside Melanie Veronica into making her relevant in any way. Heads up, we very briefly talk about two different Melanies at the same time, and we frankly do a piss-poor job of distinguishing between them for you. But for your context, we talk about Melanie Veronica, who is, at the time of this recording, on both me and Lappy's shit list for using her awkward advantage as a large platform in the Free Britney movement to volley Alexa Nicholas into greater visibility. And we also talk about Melanie Carlson, a.k.a. Mystifying, who's a leading entertainment business researcher specializing in Britney Spears brands. Also, uh, I misquote one of my favorite quotes. Lappy talks about weaponizing the internet and about call-out culture and celebrity influence on fan bases. Lappy describes being contacted by participants of the Free Britney movement who were reaching out to bully and guilt Lappy into reporting my personal and Good Morning Mayberry podcast Instagram accounts in order to suppress our reach in retaliation for us offering up the episode that we released with Kay Brown and Kaylee Higgins, the real and true origin story of Eat Predators, a couple of weeks ago. Lappy and I connect to discuss all of the alarming and disorienting distractions Alexa has become for the ethics watchdogs, activists, and the people who need us. Thanks for listening. Lappy's about to be joining us in a second. We'll see him shortly. We uh, just recorded... An episode talking about both of our histories and where we come from and why we're into the stuff that we're into now, the work that we're about, how we found each other. Uh, I don't exactly remember discovering Lappy, but Lappy remembers discovering me uh, or noticing me at least. So we will see Lappy shortly. And uh, yeah, I really just want to say like... I'm really grateful for my life. I'm really grateful for the people that are in it, the ones that have remained and the new ones that have recently come into it. I'm super looking forward to the connections I'm about to be making. I have so many cool things lined up right now that I uh, did for myself. Here comes Lappy. Uh, Lappy just connected, but since we're in Zoom, it's going to take a second for the audio to connect. So here, oh, Lappy did not connect to audio, but this happened last time. Here we go. Well, oh, there we go. Something's happening. We're seeing... Oh, Lappy connected to audio. You're here. 
I'm here. You're here. It's good to see yeah. you. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. So, how are you doing? Oh, I'm so good. I am about to get high on marijuana. <laughs> That's what's so, up. Life That's is great. I appreciate that. It's very Joe Rogan energy. Uh, in the room right now. I don't, I'm not about to, and we're in separate rooms, but we are in the room together. Technically, technically, yes. Yeah, it's a a strange world these days. (laughs) The internet makes for such a bizarre environment to experience society and each other and ourselves. Mm. Yeah, it's built off of spontaneity, you know, and what's happening now? It really has so much going on all the time in it. And then people, like, that's the thing is it's made up of people and we're all doing the different things that we're doing. And, you know, there's no real, um, it's like when when I have people that I know in my life, I can kind of, uh, like, become accustomed to the way that they regulate or dysregulate. Mm -hmm. But then there's the, and then even in an environment where we're like not very intimately connected, like, you know, a job or like a class or something, when you're in the room with people and you're like all able to read each other's biometrics organically, like it's, it's just kind of different to get used to the pace of it. Even right. one-time experiences, like in a grocery store or something, like there's like a different vibe to dealing with like the way mental health works. And then you get the internet. And people can have like a, a manic moment mm. lasting for a few days or just a, a bit, you know, before they go to bed or whatever. There can be these things that happen so quickly. I feel like there's a quote I'm trying to remember. Maybe I'll, I'll look it up and see if I can find it at some point while we're talking. I might spit it out. But there's something about there. there's like two things in human existence that like – like change things or like can like they it's it's like in a negative context but they talk about it compares uh the handgun and the internet mm. Mm. yeah i mean the internet is a weapon it's been weaponized through the government uh around the world um it's been weaponized by industries it could be weaponized by individuals it could be weaponized by fan bases you know yeah yeah well and you know it's a, it's interesting because people i think uh d- d- like the word weaponize is sort of like what does that even mean and mm-hmm. and who would do that and a lot of the time it's not um it's not intentional in the sense that people long game their impact and then mm. act accordingly, but they just will continue to double down or or like defend themselves or get you know they're dealing with with anxiety or uh you know some kind of a a fear um that is you know making them making them decide to behave in the ways that they're behaving and they just keep leaning in that direction. I have a uh, question for you, yes, do you think? It is ethical when pop stars or actors or entertainers, right, they they um, use their platform to call somebody out 
and you know they don't exactly like address specifics but they just call that person out right for doing something and basically try to get everybody in their following to agree with them rather than looking at facts you know and deciding for themselves whether or not they like that person you know there's one part of like just telling your story but when it's coming to like oh you know like this person needs to be completely taken out of their position they need to be completely like silenced you know do you think it's ethical when that happens depending on the person they're doing it against or depending on the person who's doing it well i think that like all weapons and tools there are ways that things can be used uh well and ways that things can be used poorly and ways that things can be used in a risky manner um so like for example um i'm not gonna say i think it's unethical for people to do like knife throwing events or whatever where they're like putting a person against a target who's a willing you know like participant or whatever and then throwing knives around them to like avoid hitting them while hitting the target um, you know, it's not necessarily unethical, but I also would say that I wouldn't participate in an event like that. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because there have been times in my life where I, uh, I've gotten caught up in a concept that I'm unclear about, but interested in, and I generally will keep myself in some ways distant from things. I tend to I'll I'll analyze data, I'll engage with with communities and concepts. Um, but I you know, one of the things I was in in a performing arts cult when I was young, I've mentioned, um mm-hmm. and and was raised by evangelical fundamentalists and and in and out of different like relationships with adults that were mentoring me. A continuous theme was being in the world but not of the world. And there's some things about my programming that just have stuck. And there's some things that I value and cherish that, like, mm-hmm. I really it, – it matters that I have an understanding of this and it benefits me in mm-hmm. keeping me safe and uh, getting me, like, growth that I want mm-hmm. in my life. So, uh, yeah, being in the world, not of the world, I can go, like, check things out and really actually kind of throw myself into supporting the people that make up the idea if I do believe in – what I'm seeing enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I certainly am more critical and hypervigilant to see, uh, and this is actually in all things, I, if I'm doing anything social and controversial with a group or even with just myself, I'm into getting the log out of my own eye and getting the log out of my brother's eye, my kindred, whoever yes. I'm operating with, because if we go into like, you know, a, battle with principalities and we're like blind spotting and like have like stuff going on where we're not seeing straight we're prone to make mistakes and that's where i don't want us making mistakes i want us making mistakes back at the home base like in our environments right and so it's a little more complicated than do you know do i think it's ethical or right because i think that people are all going to do all the things you know, and so I don't want to be in a position where I'm like, that is unethical. And therefore, I'm now developing a series of like beliefs based on that. 
mm-hmm. I feel like I can I cannot I can I can consider it all without that. Like it's sort of it's sort of hit or miss, and people are in different um you know different spaces with their like understanding of what's right. So uh, as others grow. I'd rather be in a position where they feel like I am not going to put them through more harsh communications as they're working through stuff like that. Um, but yeah, vagueness is not my, it's not my way. <laughs> um, it's a, uh, it, I tend to be very direct. I tend to be very like quick to address things. Um, and I try to, I tend to also be more, uh, you know, like elucidating than not like I'm being right now. Um, well, I mean, when something happens to you, you have to, you know, you have to get that off your chest or you have to process that you have to heal from that. And sometimes if speaking out is how you do that, that's fine. But I think there's like a clear difference between something like what I observed you've gone through, right? And seeing people trying to take you down because you are speaking out. Now, that's a difference, right? When you're speaking out because something happened to you versus speaking out because you're trying to get on top of the narrative and you're trying to, you know, almost dogpile somebody out of talking period i feel like there's a distinction because it's like what are you doing for yourself in that moment what are you really helping you with in that moment other than maybe just like building your authoritarian voice in the in the public discourse and if that's like you know what people want to do they want to just like be a commanding force to say, oh, go after this person because I said so. I mean, are we just creating internet dictators now? (laughs) Well, I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, there are lots of little internet dictators. And I did, I found that quote. I'm going to take this moment to lay it out. Um, The quote is a computer lets you make more mistakes faster than any other invention with the possible exceptions of handguns and tequila. Uh, mm. And that is Mitch Radcliffe. And I don't know who Mitch Radcliffe is, but that mm. is one of the most important quotes that I ever learned in my life. And it's not, um, it's not something that has always served me to avoid consequences <laughs> uh, based mm. on my actions. Um, I have definitely learned trial and error that that is a true statement. Um, and, uh, I feel like I'm watching in real time how a a lot of people are going to see how that, uh, that quote is very resonant and real. Mm. Um, yeah, I I think it'd be good if you could break down for listeners what the situation is with me. I think it'd be better if you defined it in, you know, just, you know, like maybe like two to four minutes. Like, okay. I mean, well, what I'm pretty much referring to is what I've seen on the internet. Um, you know, you've, you've dedicated your time, your effort to certain causes and movements and even people's brands. Right. And you have um, been snubbed in, you know, 
your actual credit, your actual compensation for that. Uh, and you made that known on a public scale because, you know, other people working in these movements for these people have also shared the same sentiment. And you felt like, well, you know, nobody else is really talking about it, but, you know, they all know what's going on. So why don't I just verbalize my struggles? And then as soon as you did so in your own platform, in your own ecosystem to your own people, the the people who felt attacked or, you know, really felt like, oh, this is going to stop my bag because people mm. are finding out how crappy my behavior is or has been or at least the way that it looks like how maybe they are perpetuating certain things they're trying to take down right so it would seem contradictory or hypocritical of them to be this type of person but then they fell further into the hypocrisy by now using even more tactics of uh entertainment abusers right and and what we call maybe predators in this Mm. world um and started to take your platform down and try to mass block you mass report your page mass comment on stuff and you know trying to call the cops and dox you um all because the people once again in these positions of power on the internet (laughs) they used their platform to basically say hey uh there's somebody i want you guys to be mad at right now and you know everybody on this page if you're not mad at that person then i have to remove you and you're a threat and you're probably an asset of that person which you know that person then uh limited to their comments so that people asking questions couldn't ask questions anymore, blocked people like me asking questions to see if your statements were true or at least what they felt about you making these statements. And, uh, you know, I don't even know if there's been legal actions and ceases and assists and all that other stuff, but I do know that people are upset and they don't even know why they're upset. They just know that somebody told them to be mad. And I saw you get the full force of it because you were just the one who spoke out, but they didn't know you were not the only person who's been hurt. The only person who has these feelings, these thoughts, these ideas because of your work and dedication and how close you were to the fire. And now I'm finding out there's seven total victims, allegedly, and I've talked just to from, you just from eat predators, just uh, from the eat predators. And I've talked to you. I've talked to Nina, well, and, and also yeah, just from our leadership, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And those uh, are the only two people uh, I've talked to that are willing to be named as victims. But you know, there are more who I might be talking to soon. And everybody who's a victim in this situation that is you know, claiming themselves to be a victim in the situation, they're not collaborating with each other. You know, they're not like, oh, yeah, let's make no. a statement. And no, let's and make, actually, you know- Neela, I'm bummed because I've opened up my platform to Neela multiple times, invited Neela on, and uh, Neela has so far um, 
declined, I am going to keep the invitation open in hopes that, you know, I, I feel like I respect Neela's uh, trepidation. I respect the, um, the defensiveness after everything that we've all gone through. Uh, it's very, um, you know, it's like a big deal to align with somebody. It's a big deal to go bring your body and be in their presence and involve yourself with, with like your energy, especially if you show your face or include your contact information or, you know, there's so many, so many consequences Mm -hmm. that come of it. So I'm not, I, I definitely am not in a pushy mentality with it, but I do I'm bummed about like the the division with survivors. It's funny because like so there was a there was my episode came out uh with Kaylee and Kay and then and it's not even actually distributed everywhere yet. I have to do another upload of an audio only to get it on all the regular podcast platforms. It just went to the video spaces and YouTube mainly. Um but it's uh it made an impact pretty quickly. Like it only had maybe a dozen views before they started reacting to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it wasn't something that was done in retaliation. Uh, it was something that was done because the truth needs to be told. And um, my guests came on and they, they spoke about their own experiences and I spoke about my experience. And then we gave a pretty clear I, you know, it's not like we gave like a, Hey, if you are ready to make amends, contact us here. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, we certainly conveyed that we're open to continuing to figure out how to resolve and reconcile all of this. So, um, I was pretty impressed when you let me know that you had received messages. Is it okay to talk about this part? Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You take the wheel. Well, I first heard about the falling out, right, from you directly saying, you know, Alexa essentially scammed you (laughs) out of time, out of money that you spent on her movement and even her personal brand. And And her and her baby and and her belly. She was eating my food and drinking my drinking my drinks that I brought in and I bought milk for their baby at one point I went to the local store that we had protested at and got milk there and anyway so I started seeing people sharing some of your screens or some of your statements on your story you know and saying that you were going to you know go into detail about these things and then that in itself seemed to have like agitated people and specifically the free Britney supporters. And I, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that there was this whole spillover from eat predators when it comes to free Britney. So I went directly to Melanie Veronica, who is a big free Britney uh, activist. And, you know, um, at least she's very vocal on her platform about free I, would, Britney. I would say she's vocal about free Britney. I don't think I'd call her an activist. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, think that she's a, she's a, um, <laughs> she's more like a groupie that's gotten her own like following or something. Go on though. I'll, I'll <laughs> give her, I'll give her pundit. She's a pundit. Okay. All right. You of, can give her pundit. Free Britney. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll take pundit. 
Nice. Well done. That was reverent. I was because the thing is, is I had respect for Melanie and I went to her early on when this conflict was still private months ago and told her, hey, this stuff is really getting intense and there's a lot to know and think about. Like, you should probably be careful. And I don't understand what's happening. You know, and it wasn't all explosive the way that it is just yet. Um, Things were still in a position where I thought that uh, he was going to be mediating um, like because they had offered to and they had asked me to pull together various people who'd been harmed and and get like a list of things. So they had an understanding of what people were concerned about. And then all of a sudden after they asked me, they followed up about it. And like and it had been an open conversation for a couple of weeks. And then all of a sudden they just blocked me out of the blue um, wow. They said they were going to go talk to Alexa for the first time about it and bring the idea to her to have a mediated conversation. And instead of any follow-up or return response, I just got no updates about how that conversation went. They blocked me. Jaden blocked me. And another person, Shelby, blocked me that I noticed that day. And then I assume a bunch of other people blocked me. But, um, yeah, they're in this position where they're not wanting to, like – they're they're sort of pretending to have aliases in a sense. And here's the thing, as far as I'm concerned, when because I haven't actually read any of the posts thoroughly um, mm-hmm. that Alexa put up, because uh, the order of things was I went to the TriStar protest and I handed out flyers for uh, Mystifying was um, hosting a rally and getting like a permit and everything to go to the Capitol building at D.C., for the live nation investigation and, and to like get more attention on that, it got press. Melanie did a great job. And unfortunately this whole situation I feel has caused tension between us. We haven't actually talked, but there's been stuff that I'm just like, man, this is really like uncool like vibes Mm. right now because the free Britney scene I know is reaching out to people in DMS and like, there's just Mm -hmm. a lot going on to, persuade people to have uh they want to blackball me basically Mm -hmm. but they don't have any power so they're doing this move that they've learned from the industry presumably Mm -hmm. um so as far as melanie veronica goes i approached her i talked to her about how alarming this all was because i had my situation which broke my heart and confused me but and it 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 certainly like got me alarmed about like oh shit what is the nature of all of this if this is happening you know if if alexa can just like stop talking to me all of the sudden mm. and nothing really happened to like get us to this point we, we things were definitely a, a little bit like okay we need to kind of work out some terms or like understand some things but we were already having conversations about that and i was i was just shocked to be cut off without a word um, was mainly it. And then to have like the entire discord community to be kicked out of that meant that there was conspiring because she wasn't moderating and didn't really know how to use it. So she had to call in other people. Both the moderators were very young survivors. Um, and so it just was really like bizarre. Cause I could tell some things that had to be happening that I didn't really know, but I did know. Cause I know who both the moderators were. I know how the discord worked. I know how, uh, like, you know, stuff was because she was like putting a lot of information into my brain and responsibility on me and expectation over me. We were working on plans to get, she's 
one thing I know somebody told me that she apologized for like not having stability and structure or something like that in the organization, but that's what I was for. That's my thing. Um, I'm really right. good with Yeah, I'm good. You business. were enlisted as a business manager or consultant. Correct. And so there were, there were, it was like a couple fold because I was into the concept of Eat Predators and was just interested in it and reporting on it. And then she asked me to be on leadership. And my whole thing was, I'm like, I'm good to get this thing rolling, but I'd like to set it up in a way where I can decide later how involved I'm going to be. I'm not going to be designing it so that it relies on me being involved forever. I have a lot going on and I have my own Mm -hmm. life plan and my business plan and stuff. Um, And that's another thing I understand has been brought up something about my, my business, uh, my prowess and my focus and my initiative uh, she tried to vilify. Mm. And that's so interesting because I've got a whole lot to say about that. We don't have enough time to do it in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, right, I, because your ethics are always questioned. And all it's the like, time. You came into this space to help people. So if your ethics are going to be questioned after you've helped people, I mean, where is the actual harm now in what you're doing? Because even if you had the intentions of using this platform and and this movement to somehow selfishly gain out of it or do whatever they, they think you wanted to do with it, why didn't you do it at any point in time? Why didn't you at any point in time try to use it? And why is it after the fact that you're now out of it that they say you were trying to use it? And trying to abuse it, but you never did it. Right. I don't it's know just... what they're talking about. That's the thing, too, is there's parts of the story that I'm like, well, I did go down. They have to be talking about me because I don't know of anyone else that was blo- maybe something else happened right after me. But there was nobody. Else. The timeline, there's no time. One of my friends went and read it yesterday and she was like, are you sure they're talking about you? Mm-hmm. What is this? What is all of this? And then she she's found like. Just like in so many ways, she basically was like, do they understand that they hosted you and you can't call a person that was your guest, not a stalker? Like you can't. What is it? What are they trying to describe here? And I'm confused because there's parts of it that I'm like, OK, certainly. Um, and I did. I will say I read Jaden's posts because I had to provide, I read parts of them. Um, I, it's so it's so ridiculous. I was just kind of like, okay, whatever. I'll just put it up because he's talking about he somebody stole his voice and he never gets to speak for himself, which is a Neela thing. Actually, Neela talks mm. about them being young and like I I now recognize the gravity of them not having a fully developed prefrontal cortex, but mm. I still can respect them for what they're at. This thing Jaden's doing, I'm blown away by because they're calling somebody Will, and everybody's got aliases that Alexa has posted about. Um, sort of, because mm. she didn't censor Kaylee's name out of one of the conversations, mm. one of the text conversations from what what I somebody. So I've had people calling me to read me parts. Uh, I've had some dramatic readings, which has been really fun and nice. <laughs> um, and then I've had people sending me screenshots of certain sections. So that was one section where somebody was like, uh, "Kaylee's name wasn't censored out," and they, I got that one like shot as one mm. thing. Um, so I don't have time for this shit this week. Like I met Heather Duffy the other night. I met Anne Hetch's son, Atlas. 
They signed mm. a book, Anne Hetch's book release. You know, like I'm, I'm, I have shit to do, and I bought my tickets for that shit back in November or something. Mm. When like I saw the post that it was happening like seven minutes after they posted it, and I immediately bought my tickets because Snatched. I have been, yeah, I've been like obsessed with their podcast for a while and I haven't listened to it in a minute, but it's just such a great format and I really respect their production house and them and I'm into it. I've contact. I had a meeting with their production house like many months ago before I met Alexa and I was talking to them about my show. They listened to my show. They liked it and or the person I was having the meeting with. Um, and uh, the whole thing has been in the making for a while and so I've been busy with that. And then I also ultimately I'm not trying to get caught up in the in the bullshit of this. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get worked up and afraid. That's I certainly can tell that's what is expected of me is to be sad and scared and like I guess worrying that people want to have me arrested and killed or something, or like like a, you know, treat treated in the worst ways possible that somebody who has done these types of crimes that I'm being falsely accused of or will actually, mm-hmm. we don't know if they're talking about me. They're talking mm-hmm. about will. No, I honestly, from the readings of it, they could be talking about multiple people and saying that they're one person. Wow. That's a good point. I didn't even think about that. So will could be a, com- a, com- a, a, a bunch of people. So there's there's CC, there's KA, there's LI, and then there's Will that's always in all caps. So you're right. It could totally be multiple people being blended into one person. So when mm. Jaden was talking about Will and he said that somebody aggressively approached him, he must have been talking about somebody else and not me, certainly because... I had a really great time at the protest and I, mm. I talked to everybody except for Alexa and Miko. And then there was one other like person that came with them that I didn't speak to, but I handed out flyers. I told people what my flyers were for. I wasn't hiding and I wasn't, I was friendly. Let to me get this right guard, too. This is, the police um, were there. Like, this is right. This is in front of police. This is in yes. front of security guards. This is also in front of hopefully people with cameras. I'm sure people there were, were cameras filming. everywhere. In fact, so, I, I walked in front of Miko's camera that was live streaming. I'm presuming um, I put my <sighs> flyers in front of the camera I was letting people know why I was there and what I was there for. And I was, I met people and, and like some of the people that I met are concerned about me because they met me there and they understood that I was there under like conflicted terms. And they, they, one of them said that he respected me. He thanked me and respected me for coming, even though there was a conflict. And he said it was important that we work through stuff like this as a community while we're doing this type of work. And I was like, that's amazing. Thank you for noticing and commenting on that because I don't feel like I'm being brave or doing anything that's like controversial. I feel like I'm doing something that makes sense. And yeah. it's a neutral forum as a public protest. They didn't get a permit. The permit, the 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 uh, protest that I was handing, it wasn't even a protest. It was a rally um, or an event or whatever, mm-hmm. but it was an awareness thing and it just like, you know, whatever. So uh, like the, they had a permit, they were getting a permit. And like, it's not even like these kids get a permit like to do this mm-hmm. shit. 
And they were totally crossing the line that the security guard asked them not to cross. And like the only time I spoke to technically like Alexa and Miko, I shouted at the entire group, you're Mm -hmm. blocking a public thoroughway. And that's in probably all of our videos Mm -hmm. because there was a UPS man with a dolly and they weren't letting him through. And he was standing there for like 15 seconds and they were trying to take a fucking picture. And I was just like, this is stupid. Like they're just entitled as a group mm. to do things. It's not that big of a deal. It's not that important for them to be stopping this guy from doing his fucking job. And like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, just be aware of the world you're in is kind of like, whole- are they at a festival? Like this is, <laughs> this sounds like a bunch of just kids yeah. who had, you know, nothing better to do that day to come outside and hang out. But yeah. they're under the pretense of activism and under the pretense of a grassroots movement that is supposed to be giving people a platform to speak. Now, as I'm understanding it as of today, this platform is really only useful for Alexa to speak. That's what you're telling me. I haven't really gone I mean, and looked at it. but There's nobody um, else on the platform who's in control. There's nobody else's narrative on the platform that's being shared other than her own perspective. There's nobody else really even associating Eat Predators or the accounts with anybody other than Alexa. And I know for a fact that at every point in time in this process, there was at least two other people who were involved. And I, I just think it's interesting how she doesn't even use group speak, you know, at least saying we as Eat Predators. It's I. So she's identifying as eat predators, which is very conflicting of interest if she's trying to protect herself, but using the movement to put in front of her. Right. I she just doesn't, don't see I don't it. think she understands what she's doing at all. And I'm I'm worried that um I'm worried that the mechanical elements of what she has socially developed over this time using the power of a lot of really amazing people um she is unable to wield that like really think like get like fanciful about this like superhero movie or something like that (laughs) where like somebody's able to absorb other powers from other people and they get like laser eyes and then they can't (laughs) stop it without keeping their eyes shut but then they can't see with their eyes shut and it's like, you know, it's like a, something like that where they get rage explosions like Carrie and it just mm. sweeps the room and people are suddenly dead. Like they brown out. And the next thing you know, it's like the entire town has been like level mm. devastated to fill the like Godzilla stomp through that bitch. And so one thing that I told her when I was out there and it's funny because she one thing I know she talked about um, and I screamed about this because somebody was doing a dramatic was giving me a dramatic reading of Alexa's post and had a part where Alexa was talking about that recently a friend told her that she doesn't say no when she's been thinking about that or something. We're gonna, I was that motherfucking friend. I, it was me, Lappy. I was that friend and I can, t- I will be talking in detail because I have to do an episode exclusively about the experience working with Christy Romano and the Maxine mm-hmm. Productions stuff that I was doing involving her. Like that's, that's, Definitely going to be addressed in some ways. But the Christy Romano stuff specifically, there was a moment in the interview where I was like, did you recognize that you did this? Mm. You said yes. to When Christy asks her if they get permit, she was like, it's complicated organizing, acting like it's magic that happens all on its own. And then also saying like, it's really hard to do. And she was telling her husband why she understands why people don't do this. Um, And then, you know, it's just like, that's a that's a conundrum that's schrodinger's bullshit right there like schrodinger's fucking nonsense so um 
with that part, uh, Christy Romano was like, oh, you mean like getting permits and stuff, you know, like the, the actual organizing that people would do if they were doing that kind of part. And Alexa yeah. goes, uh, yeah. And um, and then goes that she yes ands when it's not true. They don't get permits. And so that does two things. One, it shows me that she does that yes and thing where you can't be sure that you're getting the truth from her, even though she didn't really lie. Mm. Right. Like it's not really a lot. And when I talked to her about that and she was like, oh, yeah. And it seemed that was a moment that I'm like, OK, maybe the mask was off and I was dealing with a real person in this moment. It wasn't mm. like a performance. Um, and I actually genuinely believe that. Um, but this this thing that she's described, I am that friend. Mm. And uh, so it's cool. I don't know, you know, maybe that's where I'm showing up in the story. They're talking about Will, and then there's this friend, and maybe she's distant from me for a different reason. Because the like, facts are that at least this Will person has not done everything you've done. So no. we know that everything can't be attributed to you from the Will character. But we also right. know that there are things that she's saying that other people are doing that you were actually doing. So right. she's attributing credit all over the place there's no consistency and there's also if you realize with the aliases there's no corroboration there's no way you could use somebody else's statement to check another statement because you can't go to any of these people and ask them did you do this or did that person do that because they don't even know who they're talking to right it's definitely a narrative and she that's the thing too is she posted in her comments before that I saw something about like no unacceptable, a false narrative and untrue or like some, you know, it was very bizarre. She's using bizarre language, you know, and I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not sure if it's all just like organic. I don't know if, you know what I think. I think she has a personality disorder and she's just using her social media platform to express it and she doesn't have actual help. But that's that's my opinion because I am not a doctor. I don't know. I can't diagnose her. But for her to create such an intricate storyline using real character names, that's giving me like, I don't know, that's giving me mental illness. I don't know. Well, she's got collaboration because Melanie Veronica is acting like she had some kind of a, a witness to this situation that's very confusing to me. It's not like anything I understand anything to be. And it seems like a lot of stuff that definitely is like if you're going to publicize this, you're going to be expected to go to the police because you're going to be dealing with the public and journalists now. So if you don't go to the police, that's going to be weird. And the police might come to you because you're making alarmist statements that are getting people mm. worked up. And Britney Spears just had the cops supposedly at her house and some kind of statement. And like the, the narrative is whether that situation was real or not, whether the cops actually went, whether the statement from Britney was from Britney, it doesn't matter. The narrative is primed in the media for weird shit involving other people, the fan base to call the cops. And like, I didn't even think about it. We have less than a minute. She's using yeah language that she could literally actually screw herself by having people call the cops thinking they're protecting her. Right. And actually now she's wasted public resources by making alarmist statements on the internet. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yes. I mean, she's the hypocrite of the year. I gotta give it to Ooh. her. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. We'll be I back more soon. Blabby. More soon. I yes. adore you, friend. You're beautiful. 
Thank you. Yeah. You too. <laughs> Wow. Again, thanks for listening. And thanks to Lappy for coming on and chatting about this. Lappy will definitely be back. You can find Lappy in all the virtual places and spaces as Lappy on the Beat. You can find me on the internet on Good Morning Mayberry's accounts. That's Good Morning Mayberry Podcast on Instagram and Good Mayberry on Twitter. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter as Water for Fire. Um, and I'm saying this so that everybody who hasn't blocked me on the internet can go ahead and just finish that up. <laughs> uh, whatever. Anyway, in any instance, I'll continue reporting on this as things progress. Uh, the news tonight is that I have officially been uh, definitely connected by many, many third parties to this Will character that Lappy and I mentioned. Um, it's unfortunate, but this has been escalating so quickly because Alexa just cannot seem to keep her thumbs to herself. She's constantly on her phone. I wish her, again, I will say uh, health and safety during this period of time where many, many parties besides myself are attempting to hold her accountable. Um, I hope that she can uh, put her phone down and touch some grass. Uh, that said, always remember to never forget. A computer lets you make more mistakes faster than any other invention, with the possible exceptions of handguns and tequila. Mm. My business, uh, my prowess and my focus and my initiative, uh, she tried to vilify. And that's so interesting because I've got a whole lot to say about that. We don't have enough time to do it in this episode. Mm -hmm. um, right, I, because your ethics are always questioned. and All it's the like, time. You came into this space to help people. So if your ethics are going to be questioned after you've helped people, I mean, where is the actual harm now in what you're doing? Because even if you had the intentions of using this platform and, and this movement to somehow selfishly gain out of it or do whatever they, they think you wanted to do it with it, why didn't you do it at any point in time? Why didn't you at any point in time try to use it? And why is it after the fact that you're now out of it that they say you were trying to use it and trying to abuse it, but you never did it? Right. I don't it's know just... what they're talking about. That's the thing, too, is there's parts of the story that I'm like, well, I did go down. They have to be talking about me because I don't know of anyone else that was blocked. Maybe something else happened right after me, but there was nobody else. The timeline, there's no time. One of my friends went and read it yesterday, and she was like, are you sure they're talking about you? Mm -hmm. What is this? What is all of this? And then she, she found, like... Yeah, just like in so many ways she basically was like do they understand that they hosted you and you can't call a person that was your guest not a stalker like you can't what is it what are they trying to describe here and i'm confused because there's good morning mayberry is brought to you by amass studio llc 